virtual meeting of the San Francisco Entertainment Commission. My name is Ben Blyman and I'm the Commission President. We will start with announcements. All right. This meeting is being held in hybrid format with the meeting occurring in person in City Hall room 416, broadcast live on SFGov TV and available to view on Zoom or listen to by, li by calling 1669-900-6833 using meeting ID 812-2315-5123. Before we begin, I would like to remind all individuals present and attending the meeting in person today that all health and safety protocols and building rules must be adhered to at all times. We appreciate your cooperation with these important rules and requirements in the interest of everyone's health and safety. Please also note that hand sanitizer stations are available throughout the building and at each elevator and masks are available upon request at any of the city hall's entrances. We welcome the public's participation during public comment periods. There will be an opportunity for general public comment at the beginning of the meeting and there will be an opportunity to comment on each discussion or action item on the agenda. Each comment is limited to three minutes. Public comment will be taken both in person and remotely by video or call-in. Each item, the commission will, for each item, the commission will take public comment first from people attending the meeting in person and then from people attending the meeting remotely. For those attending in person, please come up to the podium during public comment, state your name, any affiliations, and then your comment. You will have three minutes. Opportunities to speak during public comment periods are available via the Zoom platform using the meeting ID 812-2315-5123 or by calling 1-669-900-6833 and using the meeting ID. If using Zoom platform to speak, select the raise hand option when it's time for public comment. If calling by phone, dial star 9 to be added to the speaker line when your item of interest comes up. When you're asked to speak, you're, uh, you unmute yourself by hitting star six. Please call from a quiet location, speak clearly and slowly, and turn down your television or radio. If you're also viewing the meeting on SFGov TV, be sure to mute it before speaking during public comment. Alternatively, while we recommend that you use Zoom audio or a telephone for public comment, you may submit a written comment, public comment through the chat function on Zoom. Please note that commissioners and staff are not allowed to respond to comments or questions during public comment. Thank you to SFGov TV and Media Services for sharing this meeting with the public. Commission Secretary Liang, let's do a roll call. Great, President Blyman? Here. Uh, Commissioner Perez? Here. Commissioner Thomas? Here. And Commissioner Wong? Here. Commissioners uh, Vice President Camino and Commissioner Falzon are excused for this meeting. All right, thank you. The first order of business is consideration and possible action to adopt a resolution making findings to allow teleconference meeting under California Government Code Section 54953E. Do we have a motion to adopt the resolution? So moved. Seconded. All right, is there any public comment on this agenda item? None in the room. There are no public comments for this item. All right, we may take a vote. President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. The resolution has been approved. The next agenda item is number two, which is general public comment. This is people from the public who wish to comment on items that are not on the agenda tonight. Is there any general public comment? 
There are no public comments for this section. All right, general public comment is closed. The next agenda item is number three, which is approval of minutes for the June 21st, 2022 commission meeting. Do we have a motion to approve the minutes? So moved. Second. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There are no public comments. All right, the meeting minutes have been approved. Number four is the on the agenda is a report from Executive Director Wyland. Thank you, President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners. Very brief report out this evening. I just wanted to call attention to and congratulate uh, Deputy Director Caitlin Azevedo for uh, receiving uh, one of the uh, 41st annual Spur Good Government Awards last week. This is a huge deal. Um, she was representing the entire Entertainment Commission in doing that for the creation of CERT. Uh, in which uh, we conducted close to 4,000 uh, inspections for small businesses in San Francisco. Um, along with her being awarded, also uh, Vice President Dory Camino received an award uh, for her work uh, in her regular day job supporting children and learning hubs. So uh, we had uh, a couple of great honorees that are a part of the commission and doing really good work for the city and I just wanted to shine a light on them. All I have this evening. Congratulations. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. Order the um, Is there any public comment on this agenda item? There are no public comment for this item. All right, then we can move on to number five, which is a report from Deputy Director Azevedo. Thank you, President Blyman. Good evening, commissioners. Um, We've received 86 sound complaints since our last hearing, which was at the end of June. And although we've received a number of complaints, I actually don't have too many enforcement updates for you since most cases have been resolved through education, but I do have just a couple updates. So the first is about the ramp, which is located at 855 Terry Francois Boulevard. Um, so the ramp holds a jam permit for their outdoor entertainment. We've received eight sound complaints about the business since January. Um, and we visited the business eight separate times. So we set an outdoor sound limit and educated their management team uh, multiple times on how to monitor their levels and where to physically take spot check measurements from. On July 9th, Inspector Zavrina responded to a sound complaint and took a sound measurement which showed them operating seven decibels above their C-weighted limit. And when he spoke to management, he actually learned that they were only monitoring their A-weighted limit, which wasn't the cause of the problem. Inspector Severina brought their volume down into compliance and then he re-educated the manager on how to monitor the levels correctly and then we issued a citation for this violation. I'd like to mention that we thought the reason the sound was leaking past the property plane because they have um, removed the tent from their outdoor patio area so we went back and did new sound testing this past weekend only to learn that the current sound limit that they have is correct, they just need to follow the limit. The next business for you, uh, update-wise, is Wonder Lounge, located at 675 Geary. And we continue to receive sound complaints about this business, but we've actually not with witnessed any violations. Uh, since our last hearing, we've received eight new complaints, 311 complaints. Um, Inspector Fiorentino visited the business on Saturday, July 2nd, and he took a sound measurement, which showed them operating in compliance. And then he also returned later that night to observe their closing time procedures, which were fully compliant with their security plan. Um, Inspector Fiorentino did note that their GM was not present during the closing time procedures 
And although there were no violations of the permit, things were just a little less efficient without the GM present. So I spoke with the GM directly and I um, had a great conversation with him about things being buttoned up just as efficiently when he is on site as when the, he is not on site. And so he said he'd speak with his security team about that and management when he's not on site to make sure moving forward, all things are great. Oh, I also wanna mention we did go back this past weekend and they were closed Friday and Saturday. So we weren't able to observe any operations. <clears throat> the last update for you is about Hotel Via. Uh, we received two sound complaints about them on July 9th and another two complaints on July 10th and inspectors were able to respond in real time during uh, both days of which the complaints came in. So on Saturday, the inspectors observed full compliance with their sound limit and operations. And on Sunday, inspectors of Rena took a sound measurement which showed them operating just above their C-weighted limit. So he worked with their sound engineer to bring them into compliance. Um, and he also noticed that during their visits, the staff were diligently monitoring their sound limits and the manager actually let us know that they have now put their sound permit conditions into the contracts that they have with artists to ensure that there's no you know, wiggle room when performers come and they wanna play at a lot louder volume. Those are the only updates I have, but I'm happy to answer any questions if you have them. Glad to hear that Hotel Via is uh, putting the conditions in yeah. their contracts. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a group of unicyclists cited in a sound report before. It was a memorial ride, which was interesting, yes. <laughs> I feel like they should, a memorial ride should be given some grace around sound, but <laughs> just was I was surprised to see that as well. Stood out to me. <laughs> and also, it seems like we made it through Pride Weekend without a large number of complaints right. despite extra parties and so on. So mm -hmm. That's right. That's correct. There were very nominal amount of complaints that came in, and we didn't witness any egregious violations. I just had a question about the Wonder Lounge. I see some of the complaints are about after hours. Yeah, I noticed that as well, and which is why we responded this past weekend, but because they were closed, we were unable to make any observations. In fact, the GM called me, and when I called him back, his number was disconnected, so I need to get in touch with him. Oh. Um, may have just been a weird connection at the time of call uh, to touch base with him about those allegations. Got it. To be, to be continued. Mm -hmm. um, no further questions from me. Right, is there any public uh, comment on Deputy Director Azevedo's report? Uh, there are no public comments for her item. All right, let me figure out where I am on the agenda. All right, then we will move on. The next agenda item is number six, hearing and possible action regarding applications for permits under the jurisdiction of the Entertainment Commission, and we will start with the consent agenda. Great. So we only have one limited live performance permit for indoor entertainment on the consent agenda this evening. And I want to flag you that two neighbors who live on 11th Street reached out to me with questions about the permit. And they did voice concerns about the 11 p.m. cutoff time for indoor entertainment. Um, I explained to the neighbors that we currently have no reason to limit the business to an earlier end time. But should they experience any issues in the future, they can lodge 311 complaints and our inspectors can respond. I also explained that if the business demonstrates incompatibility with their neighbors because of the permit, that you all have the ability to bring them back to hearing and recondition them as necessary. Both, um, excuse me, one neighbor responded, okay, sounds good. The other neighbor did not respond to my email. 
So the staff recommendation for the consent agenda is to approve with the good neighbor policy. Do we have a motion? Yes, I move to approve this with the good neighbor policy. Second. All right, is there any public comment on this, on the consent agenda? There are no public comment on the consent agenda. All right, then we may vote. President Blyman? Aye. Uh, Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, congratulations, would you believe? Great name. <laughs> I love that bar, actually. It's out in my neighborhood. Um, all right, so uh, the next agenda item, or the next part of this agenda item is the regular agenda, and we will continue on here. Good evening, Commissioners. Dylan Rice, Entertainment Commission's Senior Analyst here um, to present this item. Um, for the first permit on a regular agenda, we are hearing from Golden Voice regarding their jam permit application for their inaugural music festival called Portola, located at Pier 80. Portola Music Festival will take place this year on Saturday, September 24th and Sunday, September 25th from noon to 11. The event will feature three outdoor stages and one indoor warehouse stage featuring DJs and bands that are well-known international touring acts. The current lineup includes Flume, Chemical Brothers, DJ Shadow, Arca, and many, many more. Their expected attendance is 32,500 people per day. Golden Voice is producing this event in association with Nonplus Ultra. If approved, their jam permit would allow Golden Voice to host extended hours of outdoor entertainment and amplified sound on both days until 11 and would allow them to exceed the standard six hour maximum per day. They're also requesting to hold sound checks on September 21st through the 23rd that would not go past 10 p.m. Our inspectors will be working with the applicant during their sound check to determine appropriate sound levels for the event. However, they will likely and understandably exceed Municipal P Police Code Article 1060.16. When setting their sound limit, inspectors will take into consideration the closest sensitive receptors and work with the applicants to determine what areas may be most impacted by the sound. Festival staff will also be checking their sound limits throughout the entire event. The applicants will have a designated hotline available for neighbors to call and speak with a person in real time about any questions or concerns, and this number will be published in advance of the event. Almost done, folks. Sorry, hang in there. <laughs> you will see in your folder their GEM application, their event summary and general overview, their emergency action plan, their neighborhood outreach plan to affected neighbors. Golden Voice and Nonplus Ultra have been working closely with the port during the planning phases of this event, and the port has voiced their support of approval. They are currently going through the application process for the special event license from the port. They'll be doing another round of neighborhood outreach between 7 to 14 days prior to the event. There was no opposition to this permit, and we did not receive any recommendations from Bayview Station within the response window, so we assume they have no issues with the amendment. Uh, sorry, with the permit, rather. Um, here to speak with you tonight is, um, I have Aaron Bilbo from Golden Voice, and um, staff recommendations is approval with conditions that are listed in your commissioner memo in front of you. So take it away, Aaron. Amazing. Thank you all so much for the time. Um, I do have a presentation. I don't know if you all can pull that up or if you want... Uh,
while we pull that up, I can I can frame the, the conversation a little bit. Hi, commissioners, President Blyman. Great to be here in person. Good to see you all. Uh, my name is Jordan Langer. I'm the president of Nonplus Ultra, and excited to be here today, not only to present this, but to also bring something to San Francisco that we haven't seen in quite some time. So a big festival, a big show that is going to bring out a fair amount of people directly in the center in, in downtown San Francisco. This is an exciting thing that, that Golden Voice is putting together, and Pier 80 is a space that is very unique and very special. We hosted a large event out there in, at the end of 2019. It was a private event where we had about 20,000 people out there on, over two nights, and it is a prime location for transportation, for in and out. It's right off of Cesar Chavez, so it is very close to traffic, or excuse me, to the freeways for traffic to be able to be mitigated, and it's also in a neighborhood that is not very highly residential. There's not a lot of residential in the area. So excited to be able to be here to talk about this and to be able to do something like this after three years of, of it being a little bit tough. Two and a half, excuse me. Thank you. <laughs> yes, and uh, if we want to take just two seconds for Danny Bell, uh, one of our vice, vice presidents of Golden Voice, to step up and just talk a little bit about the name Portola Festival and where that comes from. Yeah, thank you all for having us. Um, Producing a, a music festival. You may like want this. to use the other mic if that one's not working, just so it goes on the public record. Thing. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, thank you all for having us. Producing a music festival like this in San Francisco has been a, a dream. So we're really excited for the opportunity. <laughs> Danny, I, I think do work this in music. One <laughs> I should know this. Yeah, there you go. Okay, there it is. They anyway, both work. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks for the opportunity. This is a really great um, opportunity for us and uh, this, the city of San Francisco. Uh, the fan base as well as the the venue it's it's such an amazing setting for um a festival when coming up with the name we really just thought about what this festival meant and what the importance was and by doing research we stumbled upon a festival called portola that was actually hosted in the city of san francisco in 1909. it was a, a festival that represented to everyone outside of san francisco that san francisco was open for business that was after obviously the earthquake and the fires of 1906. With all of that, we love the name. It seemed very fortuitous, so we uh, adopted that name to bring it back now in uh, for a festival in 2022. So hopefully we have everything you guys need. We're very excited, and uh, thank you. Radical. Thank you. Okay, so. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm overcompensating. Um, but want to just run through kind of the fast facts about the festival. So the event dates are going to be September 24th and 25th. Uh, we're planning on starting our load-in on September 14th, uh, and then we'll be on-site until September 30th uh, when we will be completing our load-out. Uh, so for the event hours, we're looking at 12 p.m. Uh, until... 10.45 for the outdoor stages. We're planning on ending our main stage at 10 o'clock and then keeping one of the smaller stages going until 10.45 uh, to help with our egress and staggering that. And then additionally, we are looking to have our warehouse stage that is located in uh, Shed A on Pier 80 going until 11 p.m. Uh, our capacity is 32,500. Uh, per day, our ages uh, are going to be 21 plus. Uh, so nobody under the age of 21, just to reiterate and be clear. Uh, demographic, we're looking at a little bit older, so between the ages of 27 to 35, 34. Um, yeah. 
I was just laughing that I'm at the high end of that demographic, <laughs> and I will be there. <laughs> and you, that's great. <laughs> um, and so this is just a rough site map to kind of show you where we're looking to have uh, our stages. Uh, we are looking to have four stages, three outside, uh, one within the warehouse. Uh, we were looking to have two entrances, so again, to help with our ingress, and then uh, once people are leaving, to help with the egress as well. Uh, we are looking to have uh, three road closures. There'll be soft road closures for the most part, and then one uh, lane closure on Illinois. Uh, rough overview of our traffic plan. Uh, we are going to have uh, public parking in Cal Palace, uh, and we will have a shuttle program that will take folks to and from. Uh, and then for our ride share, we will have pickup and drop off in uh, Cal Palace as well, but we will also be allowing for the ingress, letting folks get dropped off near site. Uh, but for the egress, we are working with ride share uh, companies, both Lyft and Uber, uh, on blocking off some areas so that people cannot uh, actually get picked up within a certain radius. So we're hoping that helps cut down on some of the traffic. This is, again, a kind of rough overview of what that will look like uh, as far as our shuttle plan and then additionally our uh, rideshare. Uh, we have started reaching out to uh, MTA and Muni, uh, and we are additionally working with a traffic uh, company on track, and they are handling uh, some reaching out on the permit uh, with ISCOT and SFMTA as well. Uh, we are looking to reach out to biking companies as or biking organizations uh, such as the SF Bicycle Coalition to encourage folks to ride their bike as well. Uh, security overview, we are looking to have one security staff member per 100 persons on site per uh, the codified rules. Uh, and regulations, so that'll be at least 350 security staff, uh, and that will be a security company as well as police, and then we as Golden Voice also have uh, a couple of internal staff uh, groups, so we have a public safety group uh, and an emergency response group as well, so we've got that. Um, and then uh, walking in for ingress, we'll have patrons undergo a search and scan uh, prior to being granted entry uh, on in the event of an emergency we will have signage and message boards throughout the venue that uh, have lots of different ways of letting people know via flashing lights uh, loud messaging uh, and coordinated announcements uh, from radio all calls uh, PA announcements as well as uh, our video screens and we also have the ability to uh, message people directly uh, via our app uh, to let them know if something were to happen. Um, we have a couple of notes on the harm reduction front. Uh, so we'll have one main medical tent um, and then additional ancillary tents with a dedicated medical staff. Uh, we will have reusable water stations, ALS and BLS, uh, and with our uh, on-site providers, they will be able to distribute Narcan if it is necessary. 
uh, for the community outreach and relations. Uh, so we are working directly with Into Action uh, based in Bayview. Uh, we have got our proposal basically sorted out with them. Um, so we'll be working with them and then also we have an internal community relations specialist who will be assisting on that front. Um, we'll also be working with uh, the Midway who has an existing list. Um, uh, neighbors of the Midway that is an email list for their neighbors that will uh, be using uh, as well. Uh, they also have a Nextdoor app that will be able to message through as well. Uh, we'll be flyering through any adjacent neighborhoods but specifically calling out uh, Bayview, Dogpatch, Potrero, and Hunters Point. Uh, and then additionally we will have a website with a live outreach hotline uh, and a specific email address for folks to reach out to if they are, uh, if they have anything that they have questions about or if it's during the event, if they do have a complaint uh, that they'd like to place, we'll have somebody that can respond in real time uh, and address their concerns. Um, we'll also be doing a job fair uh, in Bayview and potentially adjacent sites or at least making sure that adjacent neighborhoods uh, are aware of that happening. Uh, and additionally, uh, we'll encourage our vendors to uh, take part in that, but we'll have representatives as well. Um, and we'll also be reaching out to uh, local restaurants uh, via our food and beverage director uh, to make sure that we're giving those people the opportunity. Additionally, we do offer financial support in certain situations, so we can encourage them to step out of maybe their comfort zone and uh, take something along those lines. Uh, we'll also be participating in a food waste program uh, with a nonprofit to be determined. On the noise mitigation front, so in addition to uh, shutting down our main stage at 10 p.m., um, we are going to be utilizing a DNB GSL sound system uh, and it is specifically designed to ensure noise bleed uh, is going out. And so hence our stage also being uh, pointed out towards away from the neighborhoods. Um, and then additionally, we will have our hours for ampli amplified sound uh, will not go past 10 p.m. Uh, until the show day. And... I believe that is it. So thank y'all so much for the time. Uh, and then, yeah, just any questions, of course. Um, just a question. We know that uh, from previous events at the Midway, we sometimes get noise complaints from Alameda Island across the bay, and the sound clearly travels. I realize that is not necessarily something that's within your control, but are you doing any outreach to folks on the other side of the bay. I realize that's way out of our purview and yours, but <laughs> <laughs> just in case. Uh, no, we are totally open to that, and we also are aware of that. So on the front end, we're hoping that since we're doing this uh, towards the end of September that we're not going to see as much of the heavy fog that kind of contributes to that sound being carried across the bay. But uh, we actually also produce an event uh, across the bay at the Oakland uh, Arena Coliseum 
a parking lot and we can certainly just include kind of a heads up that we're also doing this uh, when we're doing our outreach for that event as well. Yeah, yeah, it, it's one of those mysterious things. But it's, <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> we get those <laughs> complaints from the way. Um, and thank you for describing all of the community outreach. Um, it sounds really great. I live not too far from there, and so okay. it's, uh, it's nice to see that. Um, do you have plans to, or what are your plans to also reach some of our unhoused neighbors who may be camping or living in the mm -hmm. area? Do you have a plan for how to so, reach them? I think we're, our initial plan is just that we're gonna have the flyering going out, um, but if there are any further suggestions that y'all have and uh, actions that we should take, we would definitely be down to look at how we can take care of that in a better way. Okay, yeah. all right, I'll see if I can. That would be amazing. To talk to you. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Great, thank you. No questions, just want to thank you for all the due diligence, all the planning, um, all the sound mitigation you're undertaking and bringing folks back to the city for live music with, with what looks like a great set. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just also want to congratulate you for it sounds like you're really well on top of it and being a, an event producer myself, I'm very impressed with the planning that you guys have done so far. Right. You mentioned that the amplified sound ends at 10 but the stage ends at 10.45 outdoors? Sorry, to be clear, for the amplified sound for our sound check days prior to event, we would ah. not go past 10. On event days, we would be looking to have amplified sound until 10.45 outside and then 11 p.m. inside. Okay, that makes sense. Cause I was Great. Kind of confused. <laughs> Sorry. Like, what happens between that? And, all right, so yeah. Good luck to you. Awesome, thanks. I just have one comment that we're happy to put out any information about that job fair. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Thank you. That'd be great. Um, <clears throat> so I, I play disc golf, which is embarrassing for to say out loud, but it's My really family fun. Does but too, the course is closed tomorrow because they're, <laughs> this is really awful. They're conducting an active shooter drill in with the police in the park. And I'm just wondering, other than the pat downs and the wanding, it's a horrible thing to ask, but can you just describe a little bit about your plan for an active shooter situation. Absolutely. Actually, if you all don't mind, I may turn that question over to Hi, I'm Tim. I'm the festival director. And with any incident... You can use that microphone. I was wrong. He just wasn't close enough to us. <laughs> All right. How's that? All right. Um, hi, I'm the festival director. And with any just type of incident, our staff, uh, along with our law enforcement agencies, we follow a typical incident command structure and just work with all of the law enforcement um, to kind of determine what the best plan of action is. Um, leading up to the show, we are working in lockstep with all of our law enforcement officers to plan for like tabletop exercises uh, with exercises ranging anything from active shooter to bio uh, attack. Um, so all of that gets planned out with all of our partners, but it really just depends on the situation. USA. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, any other questions? All right, I don't have any other questions. You can have a seat. We can talk about this for a second. Uh, do we want to entertain a motion first? Sure. Uh, I would move to approve with the staff recommendations. Second. All right, and let's open it up for public comment. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? Uh, there does not appear to be any public comment for this item. 
All right. I guess yes. I should have asked this. Um, you all are okay with all the, you're familiar with the staff recommendations and, okay. <laughs> then we can have a vote. Before we pass something. That <laughs> okay. President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Perez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. Congratulations. We're excited for this. It sounds like an amazing new event for the city. So uh, thank you for doing it. And uh, obviously you'll be working very closely with Dylan and our staff. So please continue to do that. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We can move to the next permit on our agenda. Great. The next permit on our regular agenda this evening is for an LLP permit for Aura Restaurant and Bar located at 2368 3rd Street down by the Chase Center. The restaurant is seeking the LLP permit to add the option of karaoke for its patrons in hopes to bring in more business. They had one neighbor with concerns about the indoor entertainment being disruptive to their residents. I spoke with this neighbor at length and the applicant spoke with her directly on multiple occasions as well. In the days leading up to the hearing, the business held a Zoom community meeting for any concerned neighbors, which I also attended. Two neighbors uh, showed up to the meeting and we were able to have a productive conversation where I answered their questions and the business was able to speak to their plans for utilizing the permit. On Saturday, July 9th, inspectors Zavrina and Fiorentino set an internal sound limit for Aura using the rear of the property as the measuring point as that is where the closest sensitive receptor is. Um, and you will see that the sound limit is included in the staff recommendation below, as well as a letter from that neighbor confirming that they agree with the proposed permit operations. For outreach, the business sent out 19 letters to their surrounding residential and commercial neighbors, and there was no other opposition to the permit, and Bayview Station had one standard added condition. And here to speak with you this evening is the owner, Jack, and the manager, Ali. Hi there. Hi. Is that working properly? Yes. Oh, it's kind of closer to it than it feels comfortable. Well, Caitlin summed it up pretty well, so maybe I could just introduce myself and uh, reemphasize a couple of the comments that she mentioned about what we're, what we're applying for and why. So again, my name is Jack. I'm the owner of the Aura of Business Restaurant and Bar. We're applying for the limited live performance permit. Currently, we're trying to offer live karaoke but eventually some bands and possibly some comedy stand-up shows, uh, of course, abiding to the sound limits that was set. Uh, we plan to offer this between the hours of 1 p.m. and 11 p.m. during the days of operation, which are currently six days a week. Uh, like Kayla mentioned, we have sent out letters to our neighbors informing of this, uh, which also include a good neighbor policy through mail, email, and via phone. We have gathered some signatures from patrons in support of the LLP permit for Aura, and we have that enclosed as well. I don't know if you have a copy of that, but if not, I'm sure we get you one. And then I, we believe we addressed all the concerns around sound uh, from our neighbors. So our goal is really just to increase business coming out of COVID. It's been a struggle. It's a restaurant. It's a bar. Uh, we were only open for business maybe 16 months prior to COVID hitting. So as you all know, it might be a Herculean effort to renegotiate leases with landlords and so forth to be where we are today. We're hoping that trying to get patients to stay an extra 30 minutes at our facility will increase their ultimate ticket sales. Questions? Thank you for working so collaboratively with your neighbor. That's, that, that's nice to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's the first time I've heard that potential upset neighbor was resolved right before you even got your permit. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've heard that happen. So congratulations to you. guidance, but thanks. So thank you. Kate. Yeah, thank you to the staff for that great maneuver or that negotiation skills. Um, question for you, 
So it's a karaoke. Is you're planning to do a karaoke? You don't have any rooms, right? It's just going to be all karaoke in the same it's place. It's just a it's a live stage. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, no rooms, but just an elevated floor stage. All right. Mm. Okay, sounds good. Thank you. Sounds embarrassing. And just a quick question: How will you guys be controlling for the sound limit? Will you be doing regular checks at the manager on site, or? Uh, we did do a decibel test, and we kept it around 50%, and that seemed to not travel to the neighbors, and we're just keeping at that. My main mixer, I just keep it at the uh, 50% level, and it will never exceed that. Okay, great. I don't have any concerns. All right, I don't have any questions. Sounds like a good idea to try to drum up some business, so... I love live karaoke, too. It's so cool. Me, too. Um, you can have a seat, and we'll <laughs> talk it over. Thank you. Would you perform? Yeah. All right. First question, do we have a motion? I move to approve this permit with staff recommendations. Second it. All right. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? Uh, there, are no, there are no public comment for this item. All right, we'll close public comment. Um, I think we can have a vote. President Blyman? Aye. Commissioner Pelez? Aye. Commissioner Thomas? Aye. And Commissioner Wong? Aye. All right, congratulations. You've been approved. Uh, just follow up with our staff at your earliest convenience for your next steps. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. All right, next permit. Okay, next permit application on the regular agenda is for the Grove Yerba Buena, located at 690 Mission Street. This location is seeking an indoor LLP permit for live entertainment, as well as for outdoor pre-recorded music on their patio, which is part of their property's footprint. They have held a jam permit for their patio for pre-recorded amplified sound since July 2021, and we have never received a complaint. The business would like to continue the use of the outdoor amp sound, but would like to expand the hours to 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. daily. Staff is recommending to approve this request and use the standard jam permit language for their outdoor sound limit. For outreach, the business sent out the attached outreach letter to 10 businesses, hotels, and apartments within a one-block radius. There was no opposition to the permit, and Southern Station approves the permit with one standard condition. And here to speak to you this e evening is the Director of Operations, I hope I got your title correct, Serena Eastman, joined by the owner, Kenneth Zankel. Yeah. Hello. Close. Thank you for having us. Close. Yeah, you got you're close. You close. got it. <laughs> Basically, yes. Okay. Uh, so we are here to talk about two permits, and um, I kind of wrote something up that kind of covers both. Is that? I do want to put on the record that there are two separate permits for two separate Grove locations, right. and they have different operations. Yes. So if you want to give one narrative. That is fine, but note that they will be voted on separately because they have separate conditions and operative uh, pl plans for operations. And still have to call the next item, but you don't have to have them do the same thing again. Got it. Yep. Got it. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Uh, so, yes, we have been part of the, let me get used to this, <laughs> the San Francisco restaurant scene since 1999. So the Zankels have been running Groves for over 20 years. Uh, and uh, they live five blocks from one of the locations. Uh, Kenneth, uh, who is here with me today, is president and co-founder of both of the Groves with his wife uh, and co-founder Anna, Anna Zunkel. Uh, Pre-pandemic, we had four Grove locations. Currently, we are down to two. Um, we are here to request limited live entertainment permits for our two remaining locations. 
We currently play recorded music at both locations and have never thankfully had a noise complaint at either location. Uh, Yerba Buena has been open for 13 years and designed for five. Uh, we use music as a more of a background in our locations as a way to add to the experience. And our goal and our management is very well versed in this is the music is meant to be part of the fabric but not overtake or overwhelm the experience. Uh, it's meant to be just below everything and we always say it's like a heartbeat to what we're doing each day. It's not meant to overload or overpower. Uh, so what we're requesting is indoor and outdoor music at our design district location. That's at 65 Division Street at the corner of Henry Adams Street, right across the street from Showplace Square. Uh, we have a 2,000 uh, square foot patio that is covered, windscreened, and within our property line. Uh, it's private property, not a public sidewalk, so it's not um, the permits that we had previous with COVID. Uh, it's uh, raised up off the sidewalk about six feet, uh, so we think it's pretty well appointed for this. And again, the music itself would not be much louder than it is now, but we would like to have a jazz combo playing occasionally or a DJ playing versions of the songs that on vinyl that people have come to love on our playlist that Ken himself built. There's over 10,000 songs, so we really love music. Uh, so that would be all of that we intend to have at the same volume and vibe that we've set forth as like something people can expect and that our management understands. Um, so in that particular location, I'm sure you may or may not know that it's been a real struggle the past few years there. Um, at this location, we've had a lot of different issues. There's large encampment issues, um, break-ins. We've dealt with being attacked and crazy stuff and you know, we're kind of trying to hold on to the upswing, and the offices around us are still fairly empty. Um, and so our hope is adding something positive like this, something energetically positive to just the vibe of the neighborhood could assist in making the area more of a draw for guests, and we think this could really help us keep that business alive and thriving. Um, our second location, which we're I'm sure you're looking at now, that's the one that was introduced, is our Yerba Buena location, and that's at the corner of 3rd and Mission. So the music, again, would be within our property line. Uh, we have a large space with, with high ceilings and a perfect area set up in front of our fireplace where we could, again, add a jazz combo or some live music just to enrich the guest experience. Uh, there are no neighbors above us. There's a swimming pool then offices, and then residents above that. So there's a four-story, 60-foot vertical buffer. Um, and both of the spaces on either side of us we are affiliated with, so we will not complain at each other, because it's us ourselves. <laughs> uh, the music volume, again, we're really stressed this with our crew. That would, needs to be at the same uh, level and vibe. So basically what we're trying to do with this, and we appreciate your consideration, is We'd like to try continue adding to the San Francisco restaurant scene after coming through a lot of challenges, which I'm sure everyone here can understand and most folks have experienced in their own ways. Our main goal is to bring vibrancy and community to both areas that have been you know, a little bit depressed these past few years. Um, our neighbors uh, are really supportive to us. We've had a lot of people stopping by and encouraging us. We received a letter of encouragement, um, just it's been a positive thing. So we really hope this works out and we thank you for your consideration and are happy to answer any questions or concerns you may have, so thank you.
questions? I used to manage Harry's Bar on yeah. Fillmore, so I spent My a lot Fillmore, of Fillmore, yeah. I used to drink giant Hefeweizens at the Grove right there. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I still park in George's garage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I talk to them all the time. <laughs> That's funny. Any questions? Yeah, this is fairly straightforward for me, so I don't have any anything specific. You can have a seat, and we'll talk Thank it over. Do we have a motion? Uh, we're doing Yerba Buena first, and then design Oh, that's thank you for reminding me. So um, we will take these one at a time, um, and we'll start with Yerba Buena. Thank you. Uh, I move approval of the Yerba Buena site uh, with staff conditions. Second. Right. Is there any public comment on the Yerba Buena half? <laughs> there are no public comments for All right. this item. Seeing none, then we can vote on that. Uh, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right. Congratulations on Yerba Buena. Now let's try for the other one, uh, which is, what's the address? Sure, absolutely. The next permit application on the regular agenda is for the Grove Design District, located at 65 Division Street. Oh, I know that one. <laughs> I do have a. Do you want my narrative? Yes. Okay. Oh, I did. I didn't realize you. There's a whole. A yeah, is, it's a separate set of plans. I so stand corrected. This location is also seeking an indoor LLP permit for live entertainment, as well as for outdoor pre-recorded music. Um, and live entertainment on their patio. So the patio at this location is also part of their property's footprint and will not re be required to obtain a permanent shared spaces permit. They have also held a jam permit from our office since January of 2021, and they have never received a complaint. Under this LLP application, they are seeking to expand their outdoor hours and are requesting to have the opportunity to host outdoor amplified sound and or entertainment daily from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m., the staff are re recommending approving this request and that they continue adhering to their existing jam permit sound limits. And for outreach for this location, they sent out 18 letters to businesses, apartments, and schools within a one to two block radius, and there was no opposition for the permit, and Southern Station approves the permit with one added condition, which is always standard. Got it. Is there anything about this location that we should know? Um, no, I think Caitlin covered it. Yep. Thank okay. you. All right. You can have a seat again, thank you. <laughs> All right, do we have a motion for this location? Uh, I move approval of the Grove Design District location with the staff recommendations. Second. All right, is there any public comment on the Design District location? There are no public comments for this item. All right, we can vote. Great, President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Perez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right. Two for two. Congratulations. Uh, please follow up with our staff as soon as you're able to get your next steps. Thanks for coming in. All right. On to the next. Okay. The final permit on tonight's hearing agenda is for a place of entertainment for Big Baobab, located at 2243 Mission Street. This is the sister business to Little Baobab, which has been in operation for 20 years around the corner on 19th Street. Big Baobab will be open Wednesday through Sunday and will continue to serve the community as a neighborhood staple for the Sen I should have pra practiced this. Senegalese and West African food, drinks, and international music and performances. The POE permit they are seeking this evening is to activate both inside the premises and outside on their outdoor patio. 
The business plans to operate as a restaurant Wednesday through Sunday until 10 p.m. with indoor live entertainment during dinner service. And after 10 p.m., they'd like to have DJs perform until 2 a.m. For the outdoor patio, they'd like to host outdoor amplified sound or entertainment Wednesday through Friday from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday and Sunday 12 to 2 p.m. and 5 to 9 p.m. so as not to exceed six hours of outdoor activity per day. Staff will set both an internal sound limit and external sound limit when the business is up and running in the next couple of weeks. The applicants conducted extensive outreach in their community. They sent the outreach letter included in your file to their surrounding businesses and neighbors and they spoke directly with 16 businesses. They received 11 letters of support, including letters from supervisors Melgar and Ronin, as well as patrons of Little Baobab and the neighboring preschool, Mio Preschool. In addition, they received over 450 signatures of support for their permit application. We did receive some opposition from the adjacent HOA, as residents were concerned with the resale value of their homes, along with Big Baobab being a disturbance to the neighboring preschool. I do want to note that the applicants met with the HOA to hear their concerns and their biggest sticking point was the 2 a.m. cutoff time for indoor entertainment. The HOA requested that they end entertainment at 10 p.m., but this is not feasible, feasible for Big Baobab's program model. Instead, the owner has offered to install more substantial windows to mitigate sound leakage and to end their outdoor programming by 9 p.m. I also want to note that the preschool the HOA is concerned about submitted a letter of support for the POE. SFPD Mission Station approved the permit with no added conditions, and for the record, I would like to read the staff recommendations, which are to approve with the Good Neighbor Policy and for outdoor entertainment and amplified sound to be permitted Wednesday through Friday, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturday and Sunday, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. And here to speak with you this evening is the owner, Marco, and his associate, Kevin. Hello, everyone. Um, thanks for uh, being here, and thank you for all your work, commissioners. Um, really quickly, I've actually emailed over a slide presentation. Um, if we can maybe look at that real quick, May. I just emailed it. I'll, oh, I'll, if you don't. Okay, it's fine. It'll take some time. Okay. Try to set it up. Okay, no worries, no worries. So um, really quickly, uh, Marco's here. Uh, my name is Kevin Ortiz. I'm uh, here as his friend and consultant. Um, Marco has owned and operated uh, Bissa Balbob for 23 years at the corner of 19th and Mission. For decades, Bissa Balbob has been a central community hub of Senegalese food, live international music and entertainment from Flamenco, Balkan, Salsa Wednesdays, and much more. Marco is excited to continue sharing his vision of food, tasty drinks, and music from all over the world, now having the opportunity to move around the corner on Mission Street between 18th and 19th at 2243 Mission Street in the old Lupalandia space. Marco has an outdoor patio and will be operating from 5 to 9 p.m. with live music, concluding at 9 p.m., and commencing, commencing with indoor DJs from 9 p.m. to 2 p.m. close. Marco's security plan will include four security guards, two outdoors at both patio entrance and main door entrance, and two inside as well. Marco has been diligent about informing his neighbors, the SFPD, and community-based organizations about his place of entertainment application at 2243 Mission Street, with letters of support from the Guy 24 Latino Cultural District, Mission Merchants Association, Supervisor Hillary Ronan and Mirna Melgar's office, the O'Meal Priscoll, and more neighbors, as well as an online petition now to date with 597 um, signatures supporting Marco's place of entertainment application. Um, these are folks that aren't necessarily always on the same side of things, but it really speaks to Marco's character of the business that he brings to the table and really bringing a lot of different uh, community voices together in that. Um, Marco and myself met with a neighboring homeowner association regarding concerns they had regarding noise and hours of operation. <clears throat> we shared with the neighbors that we have installed wood floor panels to help dampen the sound, 
adding sound attenuating window panes into the windows facing the building, as well as adding sound boards all over the establishment. <clears throat> For context, Marco will be spending over $35,000 on sound mitigation measures in the hopes of being the best neighbor he can be and has the track, re track record of being. Um, we're here for any questions, and Marco's here as well, too. Hello, good evening, Commissioner. Thank you for having me, and thank you for all the supporters coming behind in the house on behalf of Behobab. What I want to say here is putting in this condition in this room makes me feel like I'm into a Behobab, like in my community in West Africa, and I'm very happy to all have you here with me. I want to say that number one for me is more important, I'm not going against my neighbors. I'm always looking for making peace with my neighbor, and that's why I kind of give my hand to the neighbors. I was very excited when I've been offered the opportunity to move to Mission Street to go and meet my neighbors. You can and I was very sad. Just a little space from the microphone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hear, just hearing that okay. thumping. Sorry, it's because when I was DJing. Drum and bass, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no worries. Shall I repeat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a little okay. further away, like a fist so, yeah, away. I'm, I'm here just to make sure that I want to show to everyone that I'm here to make peace with my neighbors, because I, I love working with my community. And for me, moving to a new location is not about trying to win. We win all together, and that's always been my case in San Francisco for all what I've done, outreaching my community. Business start outside of the business. When I was on 19th Street for 23 years, I had some difficulties with the nuns right in front of me, and eventually they became my best friend. They have my phone number, they call me all the time, and that's what it's all about, about the Baobab, is reaching out, making peace, and make sure everybody is doing very well around. So I was a bit sad to hear that first, without even opening the location, I can force to be closed at 10 p.m. because nobody even tested me. And so I want to demonstrate over time with my neighbors that we can be very good friends and all together we, make, we can make Beobab a beautiful place and the Mission District a wonderful area for everybody to come from all around the world. Thank you for giving me the time to speak. Thank you. Uh, first questions for them. Sorry, do you want to do you want to show your presentation? We have it ready for you if you yeah, need just it. Had some photos. Oh, presentation. Yeah. All right. So Okay. next slide. And then we can go to the next slide. And these are some of the photos of the space that we're going to be opening up here. So, yeah, we're we're open for any questions though. Hello, thank you for coming in and thank you for bringing your community here. I'm really impressed to see how much support that you have from the community. It's really heartwarming to see. Thank you all for taking the time to come here to support uh, Marco. Um, you mentioned that you're gonna be spending $35,000 on sound mitigation. Can you expand more on what that will entail? Definitely, I've been actually offered a lot of sound boards, which is about the value of each of them is about $110. Somebody offered me 75 boards that I have at the restaurant. We have also some MLV, which is mass-loaded vinyl, which is one of the most uh, efficient material that you put on the wall for not having any transmission. We're going to have also some machine to measure the decibels to make sure that the sound doesn't go over the limit. And also we put a, a floor, wood floor, and then we're going to do some ceiling reinforcement. So we're hoping also to work with the neighbors to see what kind of treatments more we want to do because we want them to be happy. We're not going there to make them sad. We want them to be very happy and work with us. Great. One last question. If there is a complaint in the future from a neighbor, how do you plan to resolve that in real time? 
Definitely, like I said before, they will have my number or the number of the manager, and we'll definitely try to respond right away and figuring out what can we do to fix it or it's not happening again. Right. So you'll have somebody in charge, a manager on site when there is music who can turn down the volume if needed. That's right. Most of the people working at the Baobab are very mature. They all feel like integrated and part of the family, and they're all very responsible. But we'll have a manager for sure besides me, and actually two managers and I. Thank you, Marco. Thank you. I think there's just something about your specific voice. <laughs> You're hitting like that note in the shower that makes everything resonate. I say because when I used to be a DJ, I guess that's a... Standing wave. More questions? No, just quick comment. I've been going to your restaurant since you first opened over 20 years ago. I think it's become a real community institution. Obviously, all the people here today are a testament to that. I think it adds so much vibrancy and joy to the neighborhood, and it's a busy commercial corridor. There's already other places of entertainment around. Even though it's there's some habitational use around, it seems like you've taken a lot of steps here, and you're investing a lot of money in the in the noise mitigation. So I'm very supportive of this. Um, so before we do public comment, um, we should probably do a motion because that's the way we've been doing things already. So you guys can have a seat for a minute unless there's any further comments, questions. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So I think we should do a motion first and then we'll open things up to public comment. And I'm going to kind of talk a little bit about public comment here because there are quite a few people here today, which is great to see. Entertainment. So do we have a motion? I would like to make a motion to approve this application with staff recommendations. Second. All right. So now I'm going to open things up to public comment. So I could see from many people standing that there's a lot of people in support here of, uh, of the project, but I also saw some people not standing. So mm -hmm. I want to give uh, anybody here who uh, has concerns to speak uh, the opportunity to speak first, and maybe we can talk through those. Um, we're going to do two minutes for public comment today due to the overwhelming number of people here. And I will also say that um, I would never stop anyone, and I don't have the power to stop anyone from giving public <laughs> comment, but uh, uh, seeing a giant show of support is very powerful and has almost as good an effect as speaking for two minutes each. So uh, if you have something to say, I would never stop that. I've done a million public comments myself, but know that uh, we do understand that, that each of you has uh, come here in solidarity, that that was standing, was, did come in solidarity. So first of all, um, is there anybody here who has concerns that we could want to come up first? Please step up if you don't mind. Um, and so each of you will have one minute or two minutes for public comment, and you will have to go separately just as have per the per the rules as they go. Can we have three minutes since you said that at the beginning for everybody? I mean, we're, I know that there's like a ton of the people community. It's just we're, I'm representing the whole HOA, and I just want to make sure I have time to cover. I'm not yes, going to go super long. you can have three long. minutes. You can, can you guys hear me? I, I can't tell. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Uh, is there a way of showing? Does this thing project? Does this project? Uh, yeah. Oh, there it is. Does that work? Oh, oh great. great. Okay. <laughs> uh, my name is Suzanne Camilli. I'm the president of the HOA of 2235 Mission Street. Uh, this is the building right here. And um, I want to say, so I'm glad, 
I'm glad that you guys build community. I think that's wonderful. I just, it would make our building unlivable. What they are planning to do, we would not be able to live. As you can see, we have a really long building. This side is southern facing and entirely exposed. The sun, when it's even just a somewhat warm day, makes our home into an oven. The only way we can mitigate that is by having windows facing the street open in the afternoons and the evenings. I'm very familiar with Little Baobab. It's right around the corner from where we are. They are very loud. They're very loud. And it would be a choice of either cooking in our ovens or not being able to hear anything, not being able to do anything in our homes. So it would, it would make, it would make all, this is why all of the residents unanimously oppose this. We, we're not nimbiists. Given where we live, we are happy to have a lot of things, very diverse neighbors. But when we moved in, it was a furniture store. When it became a restaurant, we didn't oppose it. The noise of a restaurant is fine. The noise of a brewery is fine. This is something else. This is outdoor drumming in the evenings. This is live entertainment. This is DJs till 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was at the meeting that he spoke about with the neighbors. The main concern was not the 2 a.m. Yes, 2 a.m. is a concern. The main concern is the noise. The noise will just make it impossible for us to live. So that's speaking as a president, speaking as a personal homeowner. Uh, I conduct my own small business out of my home. Uh, most of my clients, sorry, are, most of my clients are high risk. They have very serious conditions, so they they're very high risk for COVID. Uh, this is the room that I, do, I use for it because it has so many windows. In order to meet with them safely, I have to have all the windows open, a ceiling fan on, and we both wear N95s. If there is noise coming from the level that we we're familiar with with this. this business, it's already hard to communicate with N95s. We won't be able to communicate. My, I'll have to close my business. I will lose my livelihood. And we work. And I work until 8 or 9 o'clock in the evenings. So their attenuated hours won't help. And finally, uh, from a personal note, uh, this is my home. I have lived here for 13 years. I, I, Mission can be a challenging place to live, especially on Mission Street. But I love where I live. My favorite restaurants are all within a block. My favorite shops are all nearby. If they move in, I will not be able to live in my home anymore, but I also won't be able to afford to move because the property value dropped precipitously if, if a bar, a loud bar is next door. For that reason, I'm so sorry to all the people who support the community. I, I, I would love to have a bar like this nearby. I just, I, right next door to an existing building, it doesn't make sense. So I please, I ask you, I beg you please to say no. Thank you for your time. Thank you. All right. Yeah, hopefully folks can hear me as well. Uh, I also live in the building next door. Uh, I've lived in the Mission for 13 years. Um, I love the neighborhood. Uh, it's, it, it's a rough neighborhood to live in at some, at some points, but we, I've never been to this commission before um, on a topic like this. I am very concerned about a really loud restaurant being right next to my home. I think that's a pretty reasonable thing to be concerned about. I have huge respect for everyone who's shown up today. I really have a lot of respect for the, the Baobab like, uh, community of restaurants. And the one on 19th, is, it's a great place. It's really loud. And they, I think I want to point out as well, they don't have neighbors like right next to the house where, all, you know, where they spend all of their day. So it's it's a big difference, and and I heard you know the um, you know the owner of the establishment and, and others say that like how much outreach there's been. I live in this building. 
there was no, I never received a letter. Uh, I think there was a, ultimately, I think we via the HOA, via contact in the commercial space uh, of our building, reached out to the owners and talked to them. But it does make me wonder if they talked to like 500 different businesses or whatever it was in the city, like we're 20 feet away. Like where was that conversation? And you know, I think what I heard in, in sort of the debrief of that conversation was that they're gonna you know, hang some sheets or something to mitigate sound. That worries me. Like it's a loud restaurant. There's a place for loud restaurants, but it's just very challenging and I hope people can understand that as a resident of a building right next to it to have that much, that much exposure to sound. And frankly, I just, I don't have faith that everything will be under control. And finally, yeah, just, you know, I, I am a property owner in the city. I pay a lot of taxes in the city. And if I was a very loud establishment, as loud as the one on 19th Street next to a home, like I effectively feel like I'm making a six-figure donation to the Baobab in, uh, group. Because someone, I mean, I would look at that as a new home and just be like, oh my God, I'm not moving next to that unless it hits it. And so I understand that may, may not be a popular view in the room, but that is my home. And I have a lot of investment in that home. And I'm really concerned about the level of outreach to the neighbors. We've got some lip service to the neighbors, but really not outreach. And, and that's problematic for me. All right, thank you. Thank you. Are there any other commenters who have concerns? All right, um, does anybody uh, want to speak in support? Please, you're welcome to. I'm, I, I have no ability to limit it, so just form a line and you can, uh, you can line up. Are we still doing the two? What's that? Yeah, I think. We have to make it three now. Yeah, it has to be three for everyone. Yep. <coughs> we now have three minutes to speak. Three minutes. Um, is it working? Hello? Yeah, it works. Uh, my name is Shauna Lee. I live in the Mission. Um, I've been living in Mission since the 90s. And uh, I also, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was also a former business owner. Um, I had a restaurant uh, called The Rooster on Valencia 22nd seven years in the 90s until 2003, uh, I think. Um, and then also I had a, I'm the, co I'm the founder of um, a bar called Amnesia. And I, I remember I went through the same process. Um, so I, I'm also a homeowner, so I, you know, I'm on both sides of uh, fences, uh, fence rather. Um, so I remember when I um, went through this process, um, the Liberty Hill Association had a big opposition for Amnesia. And um, we also did a lot of work, soundproofing, and try to reassure the, uh, the association, the neighborhood. Um, and I just, um, um, you know, because I, uh, I was a very respectful um, owner, uh, business owner, and responsible. And I can attest that uh, Marco leads the same. I have known Marco since um, Golden Gate University, so when we were both students there. And then we later on became, um, coincidentally, became um, business colleagues and uh, in the mission. So we're we're a long hauler, and we're not here just to make profit and run. Um, and I um, I'm I know I'm no longer a business owner, but um, but Markle uh, said, and uh, he's making the neighborhood better. 
And uh, speaking of Liberty Hill and um, Association, they were afraid that their, their property value would go down too, um, that we were painted as um, probably going to be really loud and punk rock and whatever, bringing riffrafts. Um, as you can probably see, the neighborhood value did not go down since the 2000. Um, so I just really um, want you to consider um, the, um, the soundproofing-wise. I'm also uh, responsible helping Marco just as a friend and uh, doing uh, a, a list of things that he needs. And one of them, not one of them, several of the, the, uh, the, pro the, the objects are for soundproofing. And, um, and it's not just the sheets. You know, it's not sheetrock. It's not fabric. It's actually professional soundproofing materials. So he's very serious about it. And we went through the space. And he talked about the floors. He's, the first thing he told me about when I saw the space was soundproofing. And he's very responsible. And I've been his client as well, customer. And he's always there. Um, his place is in my, my living room. And he's responsible. And whatever. Uh, happens, Marco is always there, and or somebody who's responsible, and um, so just for soundproofing wise, yes, and he's making a lot of effort, professional um, materials, and um, yes, home value does go up, and I also live a block away from Arcana, and uh, I, um, I lots of music to so. cut you off, but you have your three minutes is up. Sorry, sorry. okay, thank, thank you, thank you so much. much, thank you in support of Marco. Before we start again, I'm sorry, for people who are making public comment, can you make sure that you put your name down so that if you want to, that's optional, but if you would like to, uh, I have to put minutes and I have to put names, so it's completely voluntary, but I'd love to make sure I spell it correctly. So once you make your public comment, please uh, uh, just write your name down um, as you'd like to see it in the minutes. Thank you. Uh, <clears throat> Hi, Commissioners. Uh, my name is Adubu Traore. And I've written my name. If you can read my handwriting, please ask Marco. <laughs> he can help you with the spelling. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm the executive director of the African Advocates Network. I believe we are the only uh, black immigrant-led organization uh, in the entire city of San Francisco. And uh, you know, speaking about Marco, I remember when I arrived in San Francisco 20 years ago, I had a scholarship to study at uh, San Francisco State. And I knew nobody. Everybody knows what it was like you know, to find a place. And when I said, I'm looking for a place, go and talk to Marco. And so it's been really the place where all newly arriving African immigrants, you know, would go to establish a contact, mm. to listen to music from home. Our former uh, Peace Corps volunteers, you know, are coming back to the U.S. and they want to feel again, you know, the flavors of Africa. So for us, you know, I'm speaking here as a community member. This is a place which gives us the opportunity to bring our peace to the patchwork of cultures and traditions in the city of San Francisco. And I do understand you know, uh, the concerns of people, but Marco said it. You know, there's, where there's a will, there's a way, right? And I think that you know, they can work together, and if there are issues, kind of sit down like you know, we do under the tree in Africa, and really you know, discuss and, you know, and step by step you know, come up with a solution that satisfies everybody. So I'm here, you know, in full support, you know, for Marco's project. We need more African music. We need more African food. And we need also, you know, more African culture in the city. And I think that we have an opportunity, really, I mean, to also contribute, you know, to the cultural space in the city. Thank you. Thank you. Good evening, commissioners. Uh, 
Uh, my name is Francisco Garcia. Uh, I'm neighbor with uh, Marco. I have a little cafe in the mission, on uh, Mission 19, called Cafe de Olla. And I just want to say that Marco and Little Baobab is going to be a, a good fit for the mission. Uh, he's a good employer. He's a good person. Uh, he brings a lot of, uh, he, he brings the community together. He, he brings jobs to the, to the mission. Um, during COVID, I remember that he was making meals to deliver to the, for the city for, for people sick or homeless. And he gave empl employment to two of uh, empl uh, employees. So he's planning to do the same. He, uh, he's always there for the neighbors. He, uh, you know, when I was in need, he was there for me. Uh, and uh, I just wanna add that he, he's gonna bring our cultures together. He brings colors to the mission. And, uh, you know, the restaurant, I don't think it's loud, plus he's, he's gonna be inside. Uh, I think that he's gonna be uh, a, a lot of good for the mission, uh, especially he's eager to clean the uh, seven, uh, 19, 18 uh, part of the mission. Uh, it's gonna be so alive, full of color, full of different you know, people for everywhere, uh, plus the food is amazing. <laughs> and uh, I just wanna add that uh, the mission corridor is alive and it's full of bars and restaurants and clubs, and I'm sure that he will fit perfectly in this vibrant multicultural neighborhood. Thank you. Thank you very much. Don't forget to write your name if you want to be included in the. Okay, perfect. Thank you, guys. <laughs> can you hear me? You can pull it down. You can pull it down. There you go. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. Um, my name is Edna, and I've been a patron of Baobab for more than a decade. When I first enrolled at UC Berkeley, it's fair to say that my culture wasn't as, as represented in my surrounding environment, and Baobab filled in this gap. As an immigrant from East Africa, every visit to Baobab always felt like a visit home. The community, the people I met and the, uh, there were paramount in, the, in my assimilation to the East Bay. It's the one place that brings people of all walks of life together. Baobab is more than an entertainment spot. It's a hub for community, support and growth. We need Baobab in many more places like this. Thank you very much. Hello, uh, my name is Isaac. I just came to corroborate what you've been hearing. Um, I've only been to Baobab twice, but on both occasions I felt instantly at home the vibrant creative community that has withstood the test of time in Little Baobab is remarkable, and Marco is one of the warmest persons that I've ever met. Uh, I think that Mission Street would be very lucky to have them in the space. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, uh, my name is, oh, hi, oh, Marco Problems. Uh, whoa, hey. So I'm just gonna talk louder, farther away. Uh, my name is Ben Angel. Um, I opened up a cafe called New Harmony Cafe in January of 2020, and as everyone here, that was a terrible time to be a first-time <laughs> restaurant owner. Uh, Marco uh, helped save me from financial ruin by providing advice, by providing help, by providing storage for a lot of this equipment that I 
had a store once I had to close a cafe. Um, he cares sincerely about the people in the community, and I know that he, he cares sincerely about the concerns that were presented today. He talks so much about noise, uh, soundproofing, and all that stuff, it almost starts to irritate me because it's almost everything that he cares about. Because he cares about the people around them, whether or not they're friend or foe, or I'm not saying they're foes, I'm just saying, sorry. Um, he sincerely cares. And you can see the heart on his sleeve and all the things that he says and the actions that he takes. Um, and as my dad would say when uh, a baby, my dad was a pastor, sorry. Uh, and when a baby would cry in church, he would celebrate it because noise is the sound of life. And, no, and that's what Marco is trying to do with this space, is to bring life to the mission by taking a business and, and bringing and growing uh, the community. Um, I've worked with him on the space, and he has many different plans to mitigate a lot of the uh, possibility for noise to escape the venue. And I'm also working with him to bring plants into the space and a bunch of other things that will help muffle and cancel the sound. Um, and I know that uh, he'll take all of the things that um, the people that are around him uh, seriously and do whatever he can to help them be a uh, successful and uh, loving part of the community. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, <clears throat> my name's Don, um, and I share a lot of the uh, uh, admiration that's been uh, expressed uh, uh, about Marco, and. Um, I'm sure, I'm confident that uh, any um, problems uh, that have been um, uh, brought up uh, in this hearing, uh, that Marco is more than willing and able to uh, address them and um, uh, work them out. Um, I just wanted to make uh, an overall comment uh, about his contribution to to the neighborhood and to the city. Um, uh, um, he's I, he's an asset to to the neighborhood. Um, he his his uh, establishment is a gathering place for uh, people who have come, come to a, a, a country, a part of the world, that uh, they could possibly be very unfamiliar with. And uh, it would be a, um, a service to them uh, to uh, uh, have a place where they can feel at home. Uh, in in a uh, new environment, and um, finally, I think he is provides a service and a foundation uh, of uh, reinforcing the reputation um, that San Francisco is. Uh, trying to uh, provide uh, as a, cent uh, a center in America of um, uh, cosmopolitan um, 
character and a promoter of uh, diversity. Um, and that's what I have to say. Thank you very much. Um, my name is Angie Hanna. I have worked in the Mission District for the last decade as a general manager in the restaurant industry, booking music and curating art, um, specifically in a, in a Revolution Cafe, which was known for having a similar environment as Little Baobab, um, an international community, and similar complaints with noise and the outside element. Um, what I can say about Marco, I'm, I'm currently working for him, is that he is unique in the sense that he is constantly present. And I've seen firsthand his generosity and the amount that he cares about each and every person that comes in and his employees. He's not one to let go of the issues. Um, he takes care of it right away. And I think that as far as noise complaints and, and the concern of the neighbors, Everybody has fear about what's going to happen and what's projected for the future. It's been a troubling time. It's been a depressive economic and social time for everybody. Uh, but what we can't account for is the future. So making a decision for what's going to happen in this space that hasn't had a chance to show uh, what, what's, what Marco is doing, um, taking accountability for the noise, taking all of these um, precautions for the noise and, and reaching out to his neighbors and really caring about it. He should have a chance to show up and to keep building community because it builds up everything around him. It benefits, it benefits your HOA. It benefits the mission. The mission itself is a noisy environment. Mission Street is chaos in general. Uh, there's Beauty Bar right around the corner. There are other establishments, not to name names, but they're not to say that they're good or bad, but it just provides another element. And, and there's always some outside element that's going on. If somebody is genuinely taking care to, to, to consider the neighbors and to, to like make this a positive environment for everybody, they should be given a chance to see whether it works. And I feel incredibly lucky to be working for Marco after all of my experience um, in the mission it's an extremely collaborative environment working in the restaurant industry with everybody in the restaurant industry knowing each other. And I feel very lucky to know Marco and to be in his corner. And that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hello. Uh, my name is Maria Sanchez, and I've been living in the mission for over 20 years now. I am a homeowner, and I would be very concerned uh, about noise next to my house, too. I've known Marco for over like 16 years when I was going with my children to flamenco classes to his venues. And all I know from him is he's a very solid person that I'm sure is going to take responsibility for the fact that the big baobab is now next to a residential unit. and. Expect, you know, things are not going to operate at the same level as Little Baobab, which is not. And in this regard, we're working together to present in Baobab um, movie series that, oh, oops, 
Marco, no? Uh, <laughs> here's something in common. So uh, we're presenting, we're going to be presenting movies that are, you know, geared towards the Mission District, towards um, immigrants, Africa, Latin America, and um, that are not mainstream. And this will be completely um, shown indoors and will not contribute to music outdoors. So I think there, um, the way the restaurant is going is not going to be exactly along the lines of what has been uh, little baobab with since it's so small more geared toward the outside thank you very much and I have to say I'm very this is my favorite place in the whole city um, baobab uh, restaurants and I've been going there for years with my family and I would be very sad to give this opportunity you know not have it come to light thank you thank you Hi, um, my name is uh, Guillaume. I, I hope you can hear me okay. Uh, Maybe a little closer to the mic, sorry. Is, is this better? Ben, so you can. Okay. Yeah. Does this work better? Yeah, thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to take the whole three minutes. I just wanted to, uh, I'm not going to speak to, uh, you know, what, what Marco brings to the community. I think that's been made pretty obvious. I uh, just kind of wanted to speak to some of the concerns that have been raised. Um, I have pretty noisy neighbors myself, and uh, one of the things that makes it hard to live is how inconsiderate people can be. And I just wanted to speak to how a considerate a person Marco um, actually is. So I, I just want to make sure that you know we we speak to. Of course, there's been concern being raised. Um, he's Marco is a very uh, professional person. He may not uh, seem like it because of, you know, his style or the, the type of music or the type of place that that um, that he runs, uh, but he's a very very professional, um, you know, owner and and uh, and person to work with. I have worked with him for many years, um, and I know that if there is any concern that arises in the future, he'll deal with it with as much seriousness and and you know, uh, um, as much. Uh, of a professional behavior as as he has been in the past, um, and to the uh, to the point that was um, risen to how much uh, noise little baobab produces, um, it's it's been also said that uh, you know there's there's there isn't the same neighbors, um, and I I can second what's been said also with um, uh, other people that that's all he talks about. Um, have followed Marco's journey trying to find this space. And before he had any um, contact with the previous, uh, the owner of this place and the previous uh, tenants, he was already stacking up on little uh, soundproofing boards and, and uh, mass loaded vinyl. And, and you know, he, he already had a plan in place before even knowing that he was going to have neighbors to, uh, to insulate the space. So I think that speaks to. Um, how much he cares about making sure that the noise is, uh, is not an issue. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hi, is this good? Um, so my name is Nicholas, and I just wanted to echo um, what everyone has said and quickly add that San Francisco 
um, has always been seen as a cultural hub filled with diverse immigrant communities that have successfully coexisted um, in a way that has provided the city with a vibrant, vibrant energy. Um, and this establishment would only contribute to the beautiful personality of the city in an already bustling neighborhood that is well known for providing a safe space to minority communities. Um, as for the sound, I understand that the concerns um, were expressed by neighbors, but um, Marco has outlined an eagerness to do everything in his power to manage noise levels, um, including a hefty investment that in my eyes suggests that if, a noise was, if the noise was ever to be a problem in the future, Marco would do everything in his power to work with the community to find a solution, um, just like he did with the nuns. And um, I used to live on Castro and 18th, above Walgreens, and I don't know if you guys know, but the gays party every, every day. And I don't know what type of soundproofing they have. Um, Marco has everything he's outlined, but I used to work from home from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. And the noise was never debilitating to my livelihood and daily functioning, if not a minor inconvenience. Um, if it does become debilitating, then there's always the choice of filing a noise complaint. Is it too loud? Yeah. Um, so, oh, sorry. <laughs> there's always the choice of filing a noise complaint in the future for this hypothetical problem if it should arise, and Marco would work with the community if so. Thank you. I think we're going to have to do some sound testing with uh, the City Hall building management. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm scared of the mic. Um, my name is Inbal, and you know I think that you guys have heard already so much of how important Baobab has been to the community over so many years. So I won't repeat it, even though I just did. <laughs> but um, what I want to maybe add to the story here is that I've been going to Baobab for many years, um, but I haven't met Marco until just a couple of days ago, and. You know, he didn't know I was going to show up today, but um, I went with a friend of mine who was very close to him, and he gave us a tour of the space. We were in there for maybe 20 minutes, and out of those 20 minutes, he spent like 18 of those minutes <laughs> talking about soundproofing. <laughs> so now I don't know, I didn't know much about soundproofing before, but I do know now. <laughs> so I just wanted to tell you guys that Marco is taking this very, very seriously, and um, you know, he, he showed us the space. He showed us how the windows are facing the bar, where they're located, where the sound could come from. It was very, very thoughtful, um, and it went much beyond what I, what I expected. Um, so that's all I have to add to this story. But I hope that you guys will, you know, keep in mind the fact that this is um, honestly a, a very, very important cultural you know, I mean, that's a cultural hub spot that's been so key to the community. And um, I would be, alongside all these other people, very sad if it didn't come to light. So thank you. Thank you. Hi. Can you hear me? Is that good? <laughs> I'm short. Can you hear me? Well, my name is Christina. Uh, Inbal beat me to everything. I was with her um, that night. Um, I've been going to Baobab for 15 plus years. I go with my family um, during the day, at night, and it's definitely been, my family's from South Africa, but even still like a home away from home. When my husband moved here, 
like he's from Senegal, and I was like, oh, we have to go to Bissau Biobab, you know, because it's a place that it just feels like home. I many years they have French meet French and Spanish meetups, samba, everything that you could want really in diversity has been at Bissau Biobab, um, and I understand the concerns of going late at night, and it's loud and had loud neighbors, it's inconvenient, it's annoying. But um, like Inbal said, that like we went into the space and that was all we talked about was soundproofing. He talked about directional speakers, all of the different things. So he's taking it seriously. And I know um, just as many people have said that if, if there is an issue or if the, he does his maximum to the soundproofing and it's still not enough, he's still willing to do the work. He's not gonna just be like, oh, that's your problem. He is really he want he really said that he wants his place to be here for the long haul for the community like long after he's here so um, he has a strong community behind him to help him achieve these dreams so um, I hope that the people the home, people that are living next door um, can feel comfort and the fact that um, not only Marco but the community that supports him want to make this a livable environment for them um, and I'm hoping that there will be more communication between the homeowners, and maybe they'll find that they love it too when they get to go listen to music during the day um, there or eat the food and everything. So I think he takes it seriously to um, make it a place that everybody will really enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, good afternoon. My name is my name is Joanna Cruz, and I'm the operations manager of Audio Pharmacy Prescriptions. We are cultural community artists who have been representing and supporting the beautiful diversity of San Francisco and the Bay Area for almost 20 years. We have been working with Marco, um, alongside him with the Baobab, for over 10, 10 to 12 years now, actually. Um, and what I wanted to share about Marco was how, how he has been a pillar in this community to support not only the beauty of our cultural diversity that San Francisco has really been a champion of over these years, but more importantly, he's also given back. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but during the pandemic, the Baobab has been one of the restaurants that have supported the homeless community here in San Francisco. And even currently today, he is helping organizations like the Mycelium Youth Network, which I support, to help, the, um, to help us do our programming by donating food to our, our programs with the youth. That's just one example. Um, I was also a part of his um, community management team over the years and working with him personally for at least seven to eight years. I know Marco cares so deeply, not only about the the restaurant and the business, but this city. He is here for the long haul and then he is here for the hard work. He is here to make sure that we are, that all people feel welcomed, that all people feel safe, that all people are heard. And this is something that as a community and as a city, we need to really value. People like Marco are very, very special. There's not a lot of people like him who will really do the work to take take care of each other, to listen, to understand, make cross-cultural exchange. That is very, very special, people, and I really hope 
that you understand as an entertainment commission that you have a valuable asset in Marco and in Bisat Beobab and the community that supports him too. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you very much. Uh, we have a line, but maybe you go. Oh, it's okay. We'll just ha we'll have you come up. At, yeah, sure. Um, go ahead. Yeah, everybody will have a chance. Thank you. Um, I wasn't thinking to speak, but I live in the mission for 30 years. So I don't know if people know a little history about 19 and mission. I been to 19 mission was the noise was shooting gangs. Was the 19 gang and 24 gang. That was the noise that when I went to leave the mission 30 years ago. I know Marco since the first day of Baboa, the little Baboa. And I think it's such an incredible asset to have the Baboa Mission Street because it's life, it's music, it's, it brings people together in a human manners, and I really believe that he deserves to prove what everyone has been saying here. He's honest, he's responsible, he has a community values, and let's give a chance for him to do his responsible work and make life a little bit better on the Mission Street, especially in that block that is being like very slow changes. And this is gonna be a good asset. Thank you. Thank you very much. Please, sorry about that. My adopted name is Afua. I was born here in the U.S., but I have traveled to some of the countries, some of the nations in Africa, which we call the motherland. And when I went to Bissap Beabab, I said, this is Senegal. This, this is where, this is, this is Senegal here in our area. And since then, I've been to Bissap Beabab to get the food, to experience the music, to really be appreciative of the culture that they have brought here. And I thank you deeply, deeply for that. And I do know that, you know, when you're dancing to music, sometimes you don't really hear that it's loud, but I've never had any loud, loud music, you know, in my experiences at Bissau Bay above. And now that I live in, in Oakland, in the East Bay, I don't get a chance to come over here as often. And of course, I'm a little bit older, and I don't travel like I used to, but a group of friends, you know, in the past, and now in the future, will be sure to come to Bissau Bay above to enjoy and appreciate the experience. Thank you. Thank you very much. It looks like public comment in the room is... So, commissioners, we yeah. actually have two uh, Zoom public comment yes, hands raised. Exactly. So I'm going to um, start with um, Federico Andrade. Uh, so let me just get that going here. 
Federico, can you hear me? Please um, dial start. Okay. Federico, can you can you hear us? Okay, now we can hear you now. My apologies. Okay. So you have three minutes for public comment. You may start now. Thank you. Um, I know Marco for around 15 years plus. Uh, he uh, meet regularly, quite regularly in his place. And uh, all I can say is that he's a very responsible owner. Uh, he's always uh, looking out for his customers, his patrons, uh, the neighborhood. Uh, for I, I go regularly to his place every actually every Friday, and with a group of friends. And uh, as uh, other people say, that place is not just a restaurant or a bar; it's, it's a cultural center. Uh, people from all over the world meet there, uh, and also uh, locals as well. And uh, I think it's important that the city. Uh, uh, helps these kind of places to um, be there uh, because they are places where all people meet after the end of the week and uh, talk and celebrate, uh, exchange their cultures. It's, it's not, uh, you know, the city will be very boring if places like these were not around. So um, I am in support of Marco and uh, uh, please uh, consider. Uh, that he's, a, as I said, a very serious owner. He's always concerned about people. I have tried other places for my gatherings, and uh, I can say that uh, I always come back to Bob Up because I know that Marco is always there for us. Uh, and, uh, well, what can I say? Uh, please, uh, you know, consider him. And the neighbors, uh, please uh, be aware that he's uh, very aware of, of, of your situation. And he will do all that is technically possible for making sure that you are happy with him around. Um, thank you. That's, that's all I have to say. Thank you. Thank you. To make sure we have another person with their hand raised. I'm going to momentarily let them in. Bikash, uh, please unmute yourself and let us know if you can hear us. Yep, I can hear you. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Go ahead. You have three Great. minutes. Great. So this is Bikash Mishra. I'm a re owner of um, condo on 2235 Mission Street next to the uh, proposed uh, site of Big Baobab. Um, you know, I, I think I've heard a lot of uh, the comments on this call around uh, – uh, the value that Baobab brings to the mission. I'm not sure anyone's really disputing that as neighbors. You know, we've been to Baobab before. Uh, you know, this great food, it brings culture. But the the challenges around the hours, right? And the proposed hours are about until 2 a.m. pretty much every day, right? Uh, from a soundproofing perspective, while there's been mention of, you know, discussion of soundproofing the place, when we spoke with Marco um, the only discussion around soundproofing was really around the floors. Um, there was no real concern about the sides. Uh, so just in terms of soundproofing plans, they don't seem concrete. They haven't been communicated to the neighbors. Um, 
and uh, and from an hour perspective, I don't think there's there's flexibility in the hours, right? Uh, there's an expectation that it'll go till 2 a.m. In our conversation when we spoke, um, there was discussion about, hey, if San Francisco opens till 4 a.m., that there's that possibility there as well. So as neighbors, um, you know, really from a sound perspective, as much as we appreciate the cultural uh, benefits of Baobab, uh, being open till 2 a.m. every day um, is is just really disruptive, right? And um, even as a responsible owner, I mean, how many times can a neighbor call? It's like uh, when someone is having a party next door to you, how many times do you call the police? How many times can you call? How many times can they respond? And is that is that the status quo of how you live, right? Um, so I, I mean, the, I, I don't... It, I, I don't think there are real concrete plans around soundproofing. Um, the reach out hasn't been there. I know there's been mention of, you know, having reached out to the neighbors. We haven't had those plans. We actually had to reach out to Marco to have the discussion. So I appreciate, you know, all the comments made about community building and what he's done in the past. But around this one, it feels like the ball's been dropped on this. And um, as neighbors, we're just really concerned about uh, the lack of planning around uh, the, the space for Big Baobab. And, and the main concern around sound and the hours, right? Uh, it's not like it's shutting down at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. every day. Uh, we love that people go there and they're able to get a taste of Africa. I've been to Africa myself, been to Senegal, uh, been to Mali. I appreciate the fact that it's there. But, um, you know, reasonable hours, right? There are gathering places everywhere around the city where uh, they have limited hours. And, and that's and that's where I'm concerned. Thank you Thank very you much. Time. Thank you. Commissioners, there um, are no other hands raised, and I do not see any uh, comments in the chat for Zoom. Uh, we have one more. Oh, okay. How you guys doing? Um, <clears throat> yeah, also uh, in solidarity with uh, Bissette Bayabob and Marco, casting my vote on that. Um, I've been in the city, I think I'm born and raised in the Bay Area, but I moved to San Francisco in 97. I think that was the year that Marco moved here as well. And I've collaborated with Marco on a number of events. Every event that I've ever seen Marco organize was for, uh, in, in on behalf of love, light, unity, um, just positive, positivity. Um, it, it's a family restaurant. There's often um, youth that come there. I have two children born and raised in San Francisco myself. Grew up going to Bayabah because they are welcome there. And if there's some noise, let it be noise from a conscious movement like Bayabah. Because there's a lot of ignorant noise in the city. And to be honest, San Francisco specifically needs to preserve the culture. Um, <clears throat> Because it's, um, I feel like San Francisco is losing that, um, yeah, the art, the culture, and we come together through food, through music, and I would also like to address that I've never seen Bayabab open till two in the morning, every day of the week. So that seemed like a bit of an exaggeration. I think maybe on the weekends. I'm not sure the uh, the business hours, but the last person who spoke uh, was implying that. It's open till two in the morning every day of the week. Um, seemed a little um, like an exaggeration. However, yeah, that's my vote. I think um, if anybody, Marco has been a pillar in the community out here. He's been 
doing the work, and he's a humble, humble man, hardworking man, um, a person of color who really just believes in all color, all unity, and um, yeah, just positive movements across the board. So I appreciate Marco doing his thing, and I also um, respect the guts that it takes for him to open a restaurant during a pandemic after seeing all of the um, mom and pop shops, all of the um, original businesses that I, my children have been going to since they were kids, you know, they're all gone. So um, yeah, I, I really do hope that his business is a success and I pray for that. And I pray for that, that noise to ripple more beautiful things in the city. from Kaivin's Bucca Latino Cultural District. Could you speak into the mic, please? Oh, I got you. Can you hear me? Perfect. My name is Andrew. I am representing Kaivin's Bucca Latino Cultural District, and that's what I'm here for. It's, um, it's all about culture. Marco got here 25-plus years ago and um, put in the work to be a part of the mission community. And, um, yeah, I mean, we all see how Mission Street is, over 70 shuttered storefronts. Um, we want to bring life back to Mission Street. Um, I think opening Big Baobab is a great idea. It would bring the culture right back to San Francisco. Like people said before me, San Francisco is losing it, I feel like, and it's up to us to bring it back. So let's bring culture, let's bring music, let's bring dance back to Mission Street and keep it alive like it always was. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, seeing no more public comment here and none on the line. All right, we will close public comment. Um, we will have a discussion here, I'm sure. Um, any thoughts to start things off? I have a question regarding the application. What are exact hours to be applied for? Is it says Monday to, Wednesday to Friday, 4 to 9 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 12 to 2? Outside. Outdoor. Is it 12 p.m. to 2 a.m.? No. 2 p.m. It's to not exceed six hours per day. So it's a two-hour gap, and then they'll, or excuse me, it's two hours of activation, then they'll take a break, and then okay. they'll have 12 the to 2 p.m., and then 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Correct. Okay, thank you. And it's limited live, right? It's not a place of entertainment. It's a place, it's, of, entertainment. It's a place of entertainment, oh, including is. outdoor. Yeah, and, but the outdoor portion is limited to six hours per day. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Anybody else want to open with comments? Questions? Um, I do have some thoughts on this. So, um, first of all, I'm very, you know, I think we need to be extremely conscientious of the concerns raised by the, the neighbors who do live there. And I think, you know, it is permitted for entertainment. So this is a permitted use. Um, However, you know, they, they have not had a permanent entertainment venue next to them, which is obviously something that could lead to changes and that can be, they could be nothing, they could be very scary, they could cause issues. Um, but I, I, I personally don't think that it's just like a fait accompli that this will immediately um, ruin, you know, what, what, where, where they live. And, 
And I don't think that just because, you know, who knows, roll the die. I think that actually for actual reasons. reasons. Um, one is that we have heard from many people here about the, the quality of Marco's character. I have known Marco for years. I have a business on Mission Street myself. Um, and I think, you know, there's no question that he is one of the most conscientious people that you can meet. Um, you know, I've known him as the, the peacemaker. So actually he's helped me to uh, mitigate issues that I had with people as a peacemaker, especially with neighbors. Um, and he'd help, he's helped us to build bridges um, with people because he's, he's just that kind of person. That's great and that's necessary. And that is, uh, it's a testament to his character, I think, that all of you spoke here on his behalf to say that. But we're, we've cut out from, these, from the conversation here what role we play as the Entertainment Commission in this. And I think, it's, it, it, I think a lot of it is just based on mi misunderstanding or just a lack of knowledge about what it is that we do. But um, we, are the, we are the liaison between nightlife and, and neighbors, and that's why we have our amazing staff who works tirelessly to do this. Um, you know, if this were to be granted, uh, I just want to point out that, you know, soundproofing's great, and I'm happy that he, that Marco's working on soundproofing, but at the end of the day, he'll, the soundproofing is to a, to a point, and the point is not, you know, some expectation of peace. The point is actually to the ordinances that we have and the code that we have. Um, and so it's, you know, that's all great and conscientious and amazing. And whether or not he communicated that well ahead of time or didn't, and I'm sure he feels that things are different and that's, you know, that's how these things go. But at the end of the day, we're the ones who arbitrate and we're the ones who decide as the Entertainment Commission whether or not somebody is uh, acting within the, the, their permit based on actual code. And we don't just come in there, you know, and say, eh, this doesn't feel right. We have actual sound measurements we do before they open and we have staff that's and this is to correct a caller um you do not call the police with noise complaints when somebody has an entertainment permit you you lodge that complaint on 311 and we have inspectors who are in the field regularly who uh try to act in real time and if they don't catch it in real time they come back and 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 our goal is to get permit holders into compliance, right? And so that's what we do uh, in our department, right? So, you know, I totally understand that, you know, there's fear and catastrophizing things that go on when something like this would happen, but we're the ones who actually deal with it. And, and our staff has a very good track record, I believe, and I think it's the, the proofs on, in, in our track record, which is on the record, um, of relentlessly making sure that permit holders are in compliance. And if they're out of compliance, there's a cascading set of things that happen. It doesn't happen overnight. They do have a permit, but the first is that they get a notice of violation or a warning. The notice of violation says, okay, if we come back and this happens again, you're gonna get a citation. Once the citations start, they start to cascade as well, and they get worse and worse and worse. Um, until permit holders are in compliance. We do not have any permit holders who are regularly out of compliance that we are hearing 311 complaints from. 
Um, we had 86 complaints just in the last less than a month. Our uh, our inspectors responded to all of, all of them, every single one. And if they don't, they come back and they keep coming back. So I just want to just set the record straight a little bit that that's what we do as a body and that's our job and that's why we're here today. So um, I also think, you know, the fact that Little Bail Bob didn't have neighbors right next door. I mean, you, you have for years with the, the nuns and, and others, but didn't have neighbors right next door meant that things maybe are a little, they're able to be a little looser there because we are often complaint driven as a, as a department, but that does not mean that big bail Bob then has free license to operate the same way that little bail Bob did. If, if there are neighbors that are being disturbed and if there are violations of the code, which are happening. So I just want to be on the record of saying that clearly, I think, I think, you know, the, our experience as a department is that permit holders, um, almost overwhelmingly have a really good relationship with us because they see us as bringing them into compliance and not just being punitive and trying to punish for the sake of punishing. But I also think, and I think this is also well-documented, that neighbors have a really good opinion of us because they know that we are so relentless and if something is amiss, then we do not let go until people are in compliance. And that doesn't take a year it doesn't take six months. It often takes just a couple visits and a few uh, choice calls from our deputy director over there. So um, I just want to make sure that, that that it's really clear what we do and 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 how we do that. Um, I think that that's kind of the, the the general crux of 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 my thoughts on this. But I would I'd like to hear from anybody else, commissioners, uh, about thoughts that you have. I mean, I'll say I really appreciate seeing so many folks out in support um, of this, and I appreciate all of the folks who spoke to the applicant's sense of community and desire to support the community and desire to um, work with people to resolve conflicts, and that all makes me feel good about moving forward with this. Um, you know, uh, I think in terms of the the sound, it's clear that you know there is work being done to address the um, mitigating the sound, um, and you know our staff will be able to go out and check the noise levels and set appropriate noise levels, um, and so you know I feel like all of that has yet to be done and yet to be moved through and so um, you know and normally that is a process that works very well that um, our staff are able to go out and help set noise levels set sound levels understand um, and explain to the owners and managers how to be in compliance with our sound ordinance and um, and then we move forward from there and if there are complaints after that. That is, as the President Blyman explained, when um, we go through the more sort of problem-solving process. But I feel like, you know, to me, this sounds like um, the kind of project that we, the, the kind of permit that we approve all the time here, where um, you know there's sound mitigation efforts underway. Uh, there's someone who's very community-minded. There's a whole community of people 
in support and the um, sound levels haven't even been set yet. So we're not even at the point of getting complaints or anything along those lines. So um, I feel very strongly that we should move forward and approve this um, with the staff recommendations. Um, and I feel confident that we'll be able to manage any issues that, um, that come up. Yeah, and I left one thing out of the escalating um, situation with, with people who are out of compliance is that one, one option we do have here that everybody should be aware of is that we can, anytime we want, we can call back a permit holder back to hearing and to look again at their sound limits and, and either their limits or their hours of operation. And we have done that many times in my tenure here, um, and we've done it with operators who, for one reason or another, were unable to kind of bring things into compliance on their own. And so th at that point, we say, you know, this is not working. We're going we're gonna to dial you back for a while, see if you can see if you can operate within compliance during that time, and then maybe in the future, if, that, <laughs> if, you're, if you're effective and successful, then we, can, then we can revisit those. But I just think that's important to bring up. Yeah, I just want to echo my colleagues here and acknowledge there is a natural tension often between neighbors and nightlife. And that's the reason we exist as a commission, to be here to mediate that and make sure that the rules are in place and they're being enforced. And given the different measures that Marco has taken and the things I've heard tonight, I think we have the tools and resources in place to make sure that it's still a livable neighborhood and that this business can operate and engage in some entertainment uses. It, I wanted to emphasize too, this is a busy commercial corridor. There are a lot of already, there's a lot of nightlife already happening and, and we're here to su both support that and support the neighbors. So I'm also very much um, in favor of of moving forward to to grant this. Um, yeah, uh, that that's my feeling too. I I feel like, yeah, we, the 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 what we put in place for our the limits on Marco. It's it, there's two things I I want to say. So one is, we a lot of people spoke on Marco's behalf, and and I think that we can generally get the sense that he's somebody that has. Uh, been very straightforward with many many people in the past and has uh, and has a great reputation uh, for fixing problems and that's again that's fantastic that but that's the baseline right um, um, you want somebody who can work with people but at the end of the day we're the ones who who decide whether or not things are working out or not right so it's great that he wants to um, so yeah that that's kind of the the where my head head is at as well I think the you know the the proof will be in the pudding going forward and 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 marco you know a couple things one you, you it does seem like um for whatever reason um some of the neighbors uh, adjacent to this property don't feel that um there was a connection made a meaningful connection ahead of this and i would just encourage you to uh, continue to build that and to go out of your way and I would say the same thing to the neighbors uh, you Marco clearly has uh, a lot of uh, goodwill and he's clearly you know acted very well with many people so I would just want that to be open those lines of communication um, and and if if we are to vote on this and, and approve it which I, I am in support of 
I'm trying to be careful and I'm just stuttering, so I apologize. We have a motion and we have a second, so let's vote. All right. President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Pelez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right, so I think this is the starting place. I think there's a lot of work to be done here. Um, and I think that, you know, the, there's a lot of love. Um, and so I, I feel like, that, you know, these are surmountable problems, issues, challenges. And so I would just encourage everybody to, to get together and, and, and make it work, and, and we'll be there to, to help facilitate. So congratulations, Marco, and uh, please follow up with our staff for the next steps. Thank you. All right, the next agenda item is number seven, which is the election of the vice president. Um, yes, so we will need a, so I can, I think I could speak on behalf of uh, Vice President Camino that she um, is interested in continuing on for another term as Vice President. Um, I would like to nominate her for the position. Is there? <laughs> She's such a rock. Okay. Uh, do we have a second? Second. Um, we have a, is it, isn't it a motion in there? You nominate, mo Okay, I would like to make, make a motion to, to elect. To, to, to to elect. elect. Thank you for your clarity oh. on that. Thank you. So Good. glad you're Good. here. Accuracy. Good eye. Um, and we have had a second. Is there any public comment on this? Sorry, who you motion? Uh, Laura. Laura seconded. I seconded. Sorry. You seconded. We're falling off the rails here. <laughs> All right, is there any public comment on this agenda item? Uh, there does not appear to be any public comment for this agenda item. All right, we'll close public comment. We can have a vote. President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Pelez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right, it is so moved. Congratulations, Dory, wherever you are. <laughs> uh, New York. The next agenda item is the election of the president. I would like to serve again. I've been so honored by this position. It's the only thing that gives my life meaning other than my daughter. <laughs> what about your cat? The cat's good. I love the cat. <laughs> love the cat. We're having some conflict. <laughs> okay. I, I move to elect Ben Blyman as president. <laughs> okay. Second. I, second. Oh, I oh. Got two seconds and a third. Laura, okay. I'll do Laura. She, I heard her first. All right. Is there any public comment on this agenda item? Shouldn't I have left the room for that? It just felt weird. Yeah. No, it's too much work. Okay. I love you. Yeah, you also nominated yourself, I mean. I know. I, I said I'm interested. Oh. Yep. Who would yeah. like to nominate? Sorry, I nominated. No, Sin, Sin oh, okay. made the motion. I moved. And I then there was a double second over here on my right. <laughs> Unanimous second. And I actually think I have to vote on this, which is going to be a very you awkward do, yeah, experience. I'm, ho I'm hopefully yeah, nobody. Sorry, it's only okay. awkward if you vote against yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that that, that's between me and my therapist. <laughs> okay. All right. President Blyman. Aye. Commissioner Pelez. Aye. Commissioner Thomas. Aye. And Commissioner Wong. Aye. All right. Congratulations to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. All right. Final agenda item is commissioner's comments and questions and new business re requests for future agenda items. <clears throat> I just wanted to tell the audience that our, 
There was an article written recently about nightlife in San Francisco, which brought up the idea of a nightmare. And uh, I was excited to see so much passion and energy uh, from people, from all different people, from leaders and from the public on how we can better support nightlife. But I would just ask in the future into the ether here that any reporter or anyone who's interested in the issues around nightlife might want to interview some of the people in our department and our office for said story. Um, and in the case of that specific story, uh, that did not happen. And I think that uh, showed in the uh, article itself and its uh, take on things. I think it could have served much better for that. And I hope in the future that people will realize that our entertainment commission is a one-of-a-kind thing in the world that uh, other cities dream to be. And we know that firsthand because we go to these conferences uh, with where it's all nightlife and government uh, interfacing folks, and we are bombarded by people asking us how they can get where we are, and that goes for cities like London and Austin, Texas, and Seattle, and all sorts of other places around this world where you feel has uh, incredibly strong nightlife. None of them have an entertainment commission as professional and as advanced as ours, and I am so proud to be a part, small part of that. So I just want to put that on record thank you thank you amen thank i was you. like who are you thanking <laughs> the, the, you? my people the uh, thank you the all thank right you is that. there any public comment on the final agenda item there are no public comments on this final agenda item. seeing none i will close this meeting it is adjourned at 7 42 p.m and i will be first dibs on the bathroom thank you everybody <laughs>